So I get a DM and uh, someone says, uh, I'm not a much of a religious man, but the more I listen to your podcast, the more I feel that I need to pray for uh, co-host Mike. Yeah. Um, I would have just told you that in person, but uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, well, he, he just said Mike and I was just like, which Mike, you know, cause I, th- I think that statement could be true of either of them. <laughs> and he, uh, he said the one that can't make guacamole without fucking old ladies. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm sorry, but which one is that? I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, co-host Mike, he said that on a, uh, on an episode he's like, you know, you can't make guacamole without fucking a few old ladies. That's fair. I remember that episode, but at the same time, like <laughs> that feels like a thing that EP Mike would do on accident. No, I, f- I feel like he would do that just because like big brother co-host Mike set the example. That's you know, fair. And so now he's just like, well, you know, this is this is doctrine. So you know, we can't go against doctrine. But welcome to the smoke pit. What up, Dale? And so we uh, we were actually absent both the mics. So we talk a lot about shit about them, why they're not here. What? <laughs> what? <Yeah>. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but we are going to be talking a lot of shit this episode, uh, primarily about the asinine things that uh, we have seen in our service. Uh, we have AJ here. He's been a reoccurring guest on several episodes. Uh, AJ and I, um, he was the first person I ever met in the fleet. Like I, I showed up, had my sea bags on. I'm just like ready to get hazed, you know. And then this like old looking man that towers above me in height comes walking up to me. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, here it comes, here it comes. He's like, what's up, dude? Like, I just got here like two or three months ago. Like, I know the lay of the land. Like, I know who's who in the zoo. Like, if you need a beer, I got you. And I was like, all right, that, that cool, 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 cool. Age breeds wisdom, sir. <laughs> yeah, why did you fucking join so late? Um, I wanted to join because I wanted to. Because I felt it was a, a calling, not not because. Well, you got to remember, this Yay. was young, idealistic AJ, <laughs> not old, grizzled, miserable, grumpy, elitist AJ. Grumpy right? old cactus, <laughs> so, you old wrinkly bald fuck. Yes, yeah. For for all of those you who are active duty, you know, growing a fucking leave beard for like ten days is completely different than having like a thirty plus day beard. Yeah, this requires like oil and yeah. maintenance. Right, but and so like I wasn't used to that idea. So like when I first started growing out, I was like, oh, it's kind of patchy. Like it doesn't look good. And like AJ was like, no, no, give it time. And I have this luxurious beard. It's quite luxurious. Yep, and it's even made more luxurious by Combat Comb Over. What? Use our discount code Cream Pie to save money. They got uh, hair products, beard oil, and it's uh, it's good stuff. It'll make you smell good. The liquor I have right here is delicious. Maybe no, this. So this motherfucker this and I were in, were in Scotland. No, don't let him deceive you. Uh, we we're in Scotland, and he was like, "Hey, you gotta try this scotch." And it was like it was like a fucking campfire. <laughs> I looked over at him. I'm like, "It tastes like Vikings just fucking like plundered my mouth with fire axes and penises." And I I ordered a bottle because that's the kind of scotch I like. Yeah, it's like they put marshmallows on their penis and then spit roasted them over a fire and then tea bagged the scotch repeatedly so that way it was like quafting. Yeah, it gave it that smoky but kind of sweet flavor. Yeah, Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, and so he was just like, "Yes, bartender, I will take all of the smoky scotch you have." And he's like, "Wait, son, what I'm afraid you heard me say was give me a lot of smoky scotch. What I actually said was give me." All the smoky scotch you have. Okay. Since you brought up Scotland, I'm going to just get in this one thing and then we can go back to our main point here. Yeah. Right. So we did go to a bar in Scotland at some point. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's after lunch, but it's before dinner. And we're about two blocks from Edinburgh castle. We had, we had drinking quite heavily the night before. We had we drinking were... quite heavily the several nights before <laughs> and the several days before as well. Like I woke up that morning and ate haggis because I was like, I've heard this is good for hangovers. 
And yo, that was was that the that was the morning after we went on a pub crawl, and like uh, the guy who was giving our tour was uh, from Capri, but he, so he had like a middle like a Mediterranean accent, but also a Scottish accent. Yeah, his name was Hercules. I remember that. I was yeah. like, is that your real name or is that your stage name? And he was like. This is both names, sir. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this, Hercules. Yeah. And so, like, uh, we show up, and it's just like, uh, and I might get some of the details a little fuzzy, but it's not important. Uh, we walk up, and if anything of consequence, I'll get correct. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But oh, anything, I will. Yeah, <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> I will correct you, sir. <laughs> and so, like, we get there. It's uh, a gay Mexican guy who was very nice. And then the two of us, and then Hercules shows up, and he's like, oh, is this it? Like, this is it for the pub crawl? And he's like, do you guys want to come back some other day? Like, maybe? And we're like, no. It was like, a Wednesday night, too, so they yeah. weren't planning on being busy. Yeah, and we're like, dude, like, we got plans. Like, we bought the tickets. Like, let's go on the pub crawl. And he's like, all right, fuck it, fair enough. And so, like, as we're walking up to the very first pub, he's like, hey, look, you guys are from out of town. You don't know all the customs and traditions. So, basically, just kind of be, like, on your best behavior and just don't do anything that's, like, and right as he said that, like, the quintessential, like, tall, bald, tattooed, red beard, Scottish, like, bouncer-looking motherfucker. The last thing he had said before yeah. that motherfucker appeared was, and whatever you do, don't challenge the bouncer's authority. Yeah, and, like, right as he's saying that, like, this fucking dude comes out, and he's got this, like, this, like, smaller, older gentleman, like, by the fucking back of the neck, and he, like... Off the ground. Yeah, and he's fucking, like, carrying him like a fucking suitcase, brings him out, fucking, like, throws him on the ground, and then he's just, like, yelling at him, like, oh, like, why would you do that, fucking haggis, and kilts and whatever fucking nonsense <laughs> and so he's just like why would you do that and he stops and he's he just like William Wallace. <laughs> and then just like double hand strangle this motherfucker like you it already asserted dominance already kicked him out the other dude was hammered and he's like fucking like Edgar Allan Poe fucking laid out in the gutter and he's like stops and he just goes back and chokes him again he's like bunga <laughs> in his head off the pavement after like the third bunga the guy's like all right I get it yeah. he's like I'm gonna keep hitting you till you speak proper English again yeah and he's choking the fuck out of him and then Hercules is, is like basically don't be that guy and we're like roger that and so we walk into the fucking bar he's like and he's like kind of like back into like bartender mode he's cooled off a bit and he's got like a fucking spit rag and he's like shining a cup and he's like what do you lads have i'm like whatever you want me to have sir <laughs> i'll take whatever you choose to serve me and give you six guineas for the process sir yeah and uh, <laughs> i don't know if they still use guineas or not but you know it's i i think it's euros but doesn't matter. So we, uh, we're at this um, Scottish pub the next day. And we're a bit hungover. It's a bit later in the day. I, I think it's around like kind of late lunchtime. It's it's after lunch but before dinner. So probably about 1,500-ish, 3 o'clock for those of you. In, uh, in I feel like we woke up a little earlier than that. but that, that I don't know. We, we woke up at like 9. Yeah. And we, we went out and had the Scott, traditional Scottish breakfast. Yeah, the haggis. Right. We had the haggis, which is great for hangovers, but do not look at it. Like, keep your eyes closed <laughs> and just shovel it into your gullet as fast as you can so you don't ralph. Yeah. So what I, what I remember about this story being is that, like, uh, it was one of the days we were there. And we get there, and he's like, you know, what, what do you lads have to drink? And I'm like, man, like, I'm fucking hungover. I'm dehydrated. Like, I'll have, like, water and, like, an iced tea. And he's just like, he kind of, like, looks at me funny. Wait, wait a moment. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tell you just slight yeah. slight correction on timeline. He came to me first and he said, "What you lads have?" And I said, "I'll have a Scotch double neat." And he was like, Un- "Absolutely, you Roger that. I got you right." And so like, grabs- uh, a fine Scottish beverage, right? So he, he's like, "It's it's three o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday. It makes perfect sense that this is what you want." Mm-hmm. Puts it right in front of me, not a problem. And then he looks at young Daniel here and he says, "What do you have?" And he goes, uh, "Can I get a water and an iced tea?" And the guy looked at him like he had just spoken in Chinese. Like he was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 
I'm old and I maybe didn't hear you right. Can you say that again? And he's like, uh, a water and an iced tea, please, sir. And he goes, I'll see what I can do. Like giving him the side eye. <laughs> so he gives me my scotch and then he fucks off into the back for like a good five minutes. And when he does come back, he has this bottle of Lipton in his hands, right? It's like a like Lipton iced tea. It's like one of like the little travel size bottles that you would put in like a company picnic. Like Yes, but it's like yeah. from, you could tell it's like the label from 10, 15 years ago, back in like the early 2000s sensibility. Yeah. And he takes the, he holds the bottle up like this and goes, and it's like, like fine mist of dust comes off the thing. And he like kind of rubs the top and he's like. Here's your tea, Sonny, and fucks off like you disgust me, sir. I will serve you because I am in the hospi- <laughs> hospitality business, but you disgust me. And so we're sitting there, and um, oh, I remember what comes next. Yeah, and so the next thing I know, and this is kind of fucking unbelievable. Like AJ just fucking slumps over, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like this is his first drink, and like he's he's got a, an, a liver of iron, you know. It's been rigorously trained over the last week, especially. Abused. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And he's like, come on, lad, like this is your time, escape. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, the only reason you come into a pub in Scotland and order water is if you were in distress. Like I roofied his drink. Like let's get you the fuck out of here. And I'm like, nah, dude. Like I'm like I'm just having a hard time. And he's just like, well, what do you mean? I was like, ah, like, uh, you know, I was starting to think maybe I like guys. And my buddy was like, let's go to Scotland because that's where the most beautiful women in the world are. And he's like, right, they are. And I'm like, well, do you, do you know anybody who like, um, like might be able to help me with this? And he's like, yeah, I got you. Like my, my two sisters, like they're fucking gorgeous lasses. And then so and now from AJ's perspective, he wakes up and I had these two bosomy fucking redheads sitting in my lap. And they're just like all over me and we're drinking, carry on, having a good time. And so the bartender looks over at AJ and is like, who's the Nancy boy now? And we all fucking have a good laugh and eat haggis. I'd like to say for those of those of you listeners who listen to the show on a regular basis that you don't need this this particular, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like little insert. See, he's tap dancing. This is what he but does. But for the rest of you <laughs> who are new to the podcast, that was all complete fabrication. Ah. You are a bullshit artist of the <laughs> finest order, sir. And I salute you. <laughs> but you're full of shit. You know, I was just co- trying to cover for the fact that you're a lightweight and you passed out. And I have epic game. And so when you woke up, I had girls and you were passed out. Boy. And everybody was laughing at you. Boy. Like, they, they took a Polaroid of you that's still in the bathroom. The, the only like, time. The yeah. only time. Yeah, here it comes. You and I have ever drank together. Yeah. And I have not been 100% by the end of the night. Oh my God! Was I have seen this motherfucker in the most dire states of inebriation and undress in public locations? It was once, and it was <laughs> it was at a, ironically it's at a bar called the Virginian, yep. which is in Twenty Nine Palms, California, and it was my getting out of the Marine Corps party. Right, I was getting my EAS party, and I don't remember anything that happened except that I went. I was the life of the party. I'm apparently much more agile when drunk than I am sober because I'm very clumsy when I'm sober and that I potentially may have not made it into the cab without horking up dinner. <laughs> right. But that's the possibly the worst I've ever See, been. These are the cries of a desperate man trying to save face. 
Desperate nothing. Safe face. <laughs> the last podcast I was on, we talked for 45 minutes about my terrible life choices. And I'm, face I'm glad, is not to be saved. I'm glad that you acknowledge the fact that you have a problem and you need help. I don't need help. <laughs> I, I fixed the problem. The problem is, you yeah, know, your solution is more girls and more alcohol. You have a problem. Low standards come from low <laughs> personal opinion of yourself. And I think anybody that knows me knows that I have enough ego to fix that problem. Yeah, though, right. Yeah. Like, what is we said on the first podcast? If she, podcast, if she ain't an eight, she don't rate. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yes, Alexander. Swipe left for sevens <laughs> is what I'm saying. You know, you know what I mean? <sighs> so uh, we we gathered our belongings and and we pushed on. As we always do. As we always do. Anyway, let's talk about some fuckery, <laughs> some fuckery in the military, so that yeah. we can get back on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So um, it's it's just kind of funny when you're in the military, you you see these different levels of hypocrisy that you don't have like the rank or the authority to call out because usually it's somebody who's above you because like as a good leader you try to squash it you know at your level it's always somebody above you yeah it's just like they're fucking like hey um like we're on the range you know and most ranges are like gravel rocks or like some sort of shitty terrain where it's okay if you put like poison into the earth you know <laughs> brass and lead Anywhere where the Marine Corps has a base is terrible enough to where yeah. they don't care if you literally salt the earth after you're done working on it. Yeah. Um, our temporary executive producer, would you mind uh, fingering the mouse pad on the recording device just so we the screen? To, yeah, EP Mike really fucked us on this. Uh, please send him dick pics. But yeah, so you're on the range, and they're like, like hurry up, fucking da-da-da-da. And so you're like, all right, cool. So you start like your little range trot, your little fucking combat shuffle. And they're like, no, running on the range. And you're like, so you start walking. And they're like, well, hurry up. I'm like, all right, what the fuck do you want out of me? You know, like I'm not a fucking professional power walker here. So you start doing like the little fucking power walk, you know, like you shit your pants. Yeah, you're doing the range shuffle, but yeah. like it just looks like you're uncomfortable. Like maybe you have yeah, nut there's no, cancer. There's no shuffle. It's just like. You're trying to like pinch a turd because you have like 100 pounds of gear on. And you're, the footing is usually uneven. Like combat boots aren't exactly stable. They don't give you a lot of fucking arch support. You know. Yeah, it's like trying to walk coals while you're pinching a chair in your butt yeah. cheeks. Did you just fucking burp? Oh my god! <laughs> I did not, but I'm glad you enjoyed it anyway. Oh my god! It smells like fucking <laughs> vagina and Taco Bell. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> I had both of those things. Oh, did you, sir? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, allegedly allegedly yeah but so yeah so you're, you're like trying to fucking run and they're like don't fucking run but hurry up and like well, what the fuck do you want from me man and it's like the same thing when you're like in formation and like everybody's in uniform and they're like oh we're you know fucking smith like tell them to fucking hurry up and so you know i send them a text message like hey gay boy like fucking waiting on one and then like you know five seconds later because any sort of inconvenience is an eternity in fucking higher ups mind you know like you have to stomp out this fire right now or the world doesn't exist you know and they're like oh well fucking call smith and tell him to hurry up and i'm like uh staff sergeant you do realize that that's uh, counterproductive to your overall intent right And he's like the fuck are you talking about marine I'm like well if i call him seeing as he's in uniform he has to stop to answer his phone Halting his forward progress. Stop using big words and contradicting my thought process. <laughs> and so thus, he's actually going to get here slower than if you just, you know, let him carry out on his own. And he's like, I fucking said call him. I'm like, okay, roger that. <laughs> and I'm a belligerent fuck. I've gotten like, I think my last count was like 17 page 11s and an NJP. Like I, bit of a belligerent fuck. Two NJPs. You had two NJPs? No, you. No, I've only had one. Just okay. Yeah, just the one. Not trying to air your dirty laundry. No, the the one was Except for, for your dirty laundry. No, the one was for fucking off on post when I was a boot. 
which was entirely Kochi's fault. Uh, and two, Agreed. Um, I almost got battalion level NJP because somebody had stolen all my gear because they put me on duty the fucking day we got back from our 30-day long evolution. And I didn't live in the barracks, so my gear was in my car. Somebody broke into my car, stole all my shit. And Sergeant Major was like, oh, we're going to battalion level uh, NJP, which is kind of like an Article 15 for the Army. They're like, we're going to battalion level you, fucking charge you, and you're going to have to pay for all the gear. And I was like, no, I deny that. I refuse NJP because that's your right. And I request uh, court-martial. So, like, in the Navy, it's, like, captain's mass. But I was like, I refuse that, and I request trial by court-martial. And he was like, what? I was like, there's no fucking way anybody's going to convict me of that. Like, you guys didn't give me the opportunity to stow my gear in accordance with Marine Corps Doctrine Publication, blah, 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 blah. And that's why it was stolen. Like, I'm the fucking victim here. Someone broke into my fucking car and stole my shit, and you want me to pay for it with my career and my wallet? I was like, no. Court-martial. I'd like to take this opportunity to point out how many times that I'm not you per se, because yeah. this guy carries a copy of MCDP one on him at all times. This is the Marine Corps war fighting manual right up here in the noodle. I used to make jokes about that. And then like one time I made a joke about that in front of this, uh, this girl, he was dating his parents and he said, I don't understand why that's funny. Pulled it out of his back pocket of his civilian clothes and slapped it on the table. I made that joke two years later and he said, Psh, have a copy in my pocket. What is this? 2006. PDF baby and pulls it out of his pocket and I was like I don't know that that's that's n not better for right? the 99% of you who listened to us he just held up his phone I did I held up my phone <laughs> sorry um, he had a PDF on his phone which is where I was going with that yeah and so like I was like court martial me and Sergeant Major was like well you realize if we court martial you it's going to be a lengthy process and your squad is going to deploy without their squad leader and I know who your fucking team leaders are they're going to get everybody fucking killed and I was like you goddamn son of a bitch I'd be like that sounds a lot like a you problem and not a me problem <laughs> Sir, and so they fucking guilt tripped me into that, and I was like, I was, I was like, so where do we go from here? And he's like, all right, he's like, all right, Devil Dog, I got you. I'm like he's doing me a favor, right? Right. He's only he's only fucking you mildly yeah. instead of fucking you full throated. And he's like, we're gonna give you a page eleven, and you're not gonna have to pay for the gear. And I was like, am I gonna get an adverse fit rep? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, no, cart marshal. He's like, all right, fine, no adverse fit rep, which by doctrine you're supposed to get if you get a page eleven. But they knew they were so full of shit. That fucking, they weren't going to put it on, like, they were going to put it in my record, but they weren't going to put it on my fit rep, which I could fucking appeal and be like, I got this adverse fit rep for this, you know, thing that they did to me. So I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't get an adverse fit rep. They gave me a fucking pee, -pee smack and I was back out in the field the next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why you need to know the rules, right? Learn Marine Corps Order, Papa 1020.34 Hotel or whatever your AR, AR671 TAC 1, yeah. right? Whatever your regulations are, learn it. Right, you're not a nerd. You're stopping yourself from getting screwed in the future. Yeah, because like being in Quantico, like I found out that if I could support whatever I was doing with some sort of random fucking quote from a doctrine, like I'd get away with it most of the time. That was it, and it was like somebody would yeah. be like, "Hey, your camis are too big," and I'd be like, "Well, according to blah 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 blah, it says fucking such and such," and then I'd wave my arms around like an asshole, and they'd be like. Well, you got me on that, but at the same time, yeah. I'm still angry. And I'm like, well, I can't yeah, How, how dare you fucking make me feel bad about the thing that I didn't know? Right. And and not only that, but like, say like tactics wise, you know, they're like, well, why'd you do this? And I'm like, well, according to this, uh, you know, uh, warfighting pub, it says this. And they're like, I duty, bitch. <laughs> was it uh, Harper one time? Yeah. Harper was uh, the our company commander was giving us a hard time because he was like, that's not how camouflage is supposed to work. And then Harper said, well, according to the the pub, FMF, whatever the hell it was, he's like, it says this, this, and this. And the captain's like, no, that's completely false. And then so 
Harper comes in later with the book in his hand <laughs> with like the shit highlighted in it, right? And it's like a fam. So all of the pictures are from 1963. Yeah. And so he, he goes into the captain's office and he knocks the door. Captain says, come in, Sergeant Harper. And he drops the book in front of the captain, right? And he says, sir, I just felt like this would be uh, good for all of us to be on the same page, right? Passive aggressive. Yeah. Puts the book down and the captain's like, looks at the book, reads the highlights. Doesn't look up. Get the fuck out. Like, like, like I'm not wrong. What yeah. do you want from me? It's like the same when you fucking, you carry like the order around in your pocket, you know, and they're like, oh, fucking sharp, get a haircut. I'm like, well, actually, according to, and I pull out of my fucking pocket and then like you know, whoever the gunny or the first one like looks at it, and they fucking scowl on me and they're like, good, you got fucking duty on Christmas. I'm like, well, fucking at least I don't have to cut my hair, you know? I, I will say I pulled that once. I had a, I had a first sergeant at 29 Palms and to, to be fair to him. He was to be fair, to be fair. So to be fair to him, he was really a very honorable man, right? Yeah. Like he, he honored the idea of your word is your bond. Yeah. Right. And I won't get into that story cause we don't have time, but I will say that one time we got done with a, uh, what was man, it? You just blue balled all our fucking listeners. That story can come later or yeah. if we have time later do, on. Do ladies get blue balls? I would imagine so. I don't, Imagine they get blue balls, but maybe blue, blue ovaries. ovaries. Yeah, like blue is, fallopians. Uh, I mean, fallopians a fun word. Fun fact, by the way, all of the parts of a lady's anatomy yeah. are all named after affluent white men. Oh no shit! I forget the word for it, but the G spot, the G in the word G spot, is yeah. named after a white doctor that found it. But see, like the thing with that though is Took the a fact years, that though. you know both of us being um, you know re- moderately handsome young men uh, who have. You know, been with a uh, respectable amount of women. Uh, not too much, not too little. Just like right in the right in the shoot, you know. Right. You know, uh, neither one of us know if that's a thing because we never stop to ask. Heyo. So this first sergeant was pretty honorable, but like he would, he believed your word is your bond. Right? Yeah. So he he saved me on a couple of occasions. So I had respect for him at this point. I'd only known him for about two months, but mm-hmm. he was one of the two best first sergeants I'd had, and um. And at some point, we got done with the company ruck march. He's standing right behind me. I'm tall, and I'm the more whiskey he gets in it, the long winder he gets. The long winder, yeah, winded. So you have to make up words to describe. Like you're getting, you're turning red right now. Like you're flush in the face. I just want to point out that uh, old boy had to find the words to describe this girl that yeah. wouldn't be disrespectful. And sexy bitch <laughs> is what he came up with. Like, what was the thing he thought about before he considered whether it would be disrespectful or not? <laughs> be that as it may. So this first sergeant, we get done with the ruck march. He's standing right behind me in formation. And he just leans in like real uncomfortably close to my ear. And he goes, Sergeant Pfeffer, what the fuck is on your head? And I'd already taken my helmet off. So I'm like, hair, first sergeant? He goes, yeah, hair, too fucking much of it. And I was like, well, first sergeant, according to the regs, he's like, I'm sorry. Did you just try to quote regulations to me? I don't give a fuck if it's in regs. Get that mop cut off. And I was like. Ah, first heart. <laughs> and then I got out two weeks later with long ass hair. Woo woo. Oh yeah. And that was fucking epic. Um, because tuck um, and roll baby. <laughs> he was getting out and he had to come to Virginia to, um, to interview for a job. And like, like we were fucking both in the throes of fucking divorce and alimony and fucking all this shit. So we're both broke E fives. And, uh, so he's like, man, like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get to Virginia. Like my fucking, like, I don't, I don't know if I can afford a plane ticket or like the fucking trip or whatever. I was like, Hey dude, like find some fucking potato and crash with her for like two weeks until I get out. 
and then <laughs> you can drive with me because I'm PCS in Virginia. And he's like, all right, Roger that. So he like walked in the fucking local bar and he was like, thou potato, allow me to plant thine self into thou fields <laughs> What's of most that bountiful any- harvest. None of that made any sense. Yeah, most of what you say doesn't make sense, especially to girls, like the flowery language. Hey, they find me charming, sir. <laughs> and so he, he shacked up with some potato for like two weeks and um, gave her a respectable amount of the business. Not not all of the business, but most of it. I fear what you heard me say was some of the business. <laughs> what, what, what I actually said was, I will give you all of the business. And then so two weeks later, I, um, I got out. All right, I got out of that unit. Which is awesome. Like, take all your leave if you can. Because the day I was PCSing, uh, one of the fucking officers lost his, like, Singar. Or, like, I think it might have been his dagger. And the entire battalion fucking went on lockdown for the weekend. And I was like, thank fucking God I took all the leave. Because if I would taken one day less, like, I would have been out there police calling the big range. You know? He wasn't even doing anything. He drove out to the range on his own. Oh, my God. And just sat there and pointed and laughed. And they were like, we'll take you off a of leave. You're like, leave's a right, not a privilege. Ha, <laughs> Fuckers. Yeah, and so I, I fucking swoop AJ. And she comes rolling behind him like the fucking ball from Indiana Jones. And I'm like, get in, get in. And he, like, jumps in, like, through the window with his legs kicking out. And we skirt off. Yeet and retreat. <laughs> And then so we're driving and like my fucking power steering is not working that great. And then like the car starts shaking real bad and we hit all the traffic and on our way to Vegas. And like I thought the bitch was going to die. So I take it into the fucking mechanic. I'm like, what's wrong? And they're like, uh, your rack and pinions fucked. Everything. <laughs> your power steering pump is fucked. Uh, out of the four bolts you're supposed to have holding your engine in, two are missing and one's about to fall out. And I was like, ah, so we almost died, died. <laughs> well, that's par for the course in our friendship. <laughs> And so we fucking, um, I was like, all right, well, now I got to take most of my PCS money and fix the car. And, but hey, it gives us a reason to fucking party in Vegas for a few days. We did party in Vegas for a few days. Yeah. And I saw pictures of that, by the way. Yeah, it was nice. And we, uh, the, the funny thing was we stayed at the, the Hooters Hotel. It was actually a lot nicer than the fucking, uh, the, uh, the Hilton was. We stayed in two different hotels. Yeah. We stayed in the Hooters Hotel. And we stayed in this other hotel that I don't remember the name of it, but I remember they had like the Star Trek, yeah. like the DS9 themed oh, bar that was closed down. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, if they still have a DS9 themed bar from 10 years ago, but it's shut down, but you can still go in there and take pictures. Like this isn't the quality establishment we need yeah. to be at. So we moved to Hooters. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> how bad it was that we moved to Hooters. And so I'm like, all right, dude, like we're, we're a little fucking low on funds. Um, I get paid in a few days or whatever. So like uh, we went down the casino and like old boy here is just fucking struggling. Like I think he lost like seven dollars. He's like, oh god damn it! And I'm like, a terrible gambler. <laughs> but if I pay him, I give him money, and he puts it in a machine and like spits out three hundred dollars. And I'm like, you can go fuck yourself right to hell. <laughs> and like the thing was, is he like hands me like fucking ye old silver dollar or whatever, and he's one like, straw penny. <laughs> and he's like, what machine are you gonna use? And I was like, that one looks the most patriotic. And I like walked like halfway across the floor, plunk. Pull the lever. And it was three like, eagles. Three he eagles came up. Three bald eagles with like like flags wrapped around them. And he got like 200 and something dollars, yeah. which covered the entire hotel stay plus dinner plus the ridiculous activities we did after dinner. Yeah. Oh, do you remember, remember those slutes we banged in Circus Circus? Was it Circus Circus? Yeah, because like I, uh, we were going there for the Marine Corps ball. And you got, like, the most fucking bottom-of-the-tier $7-a-night Roach Motel that we could find. Hey, Circus Circus is the best hotel 
that a Marine on active duty can afford. Can, can afford. With the exception of, I remember we did. God, I it did was one. so embarrassing because the girls were doctors too. Like they were in town on a convention. They were both doctors. And let me tell you, listeners, uh, for those of you who can't see the look of incredulity on my face right now, that uh, Mr. Daniel Arthur Sharp here got angry with me for years for hooking him up with a blonde, blue-eyed doctor of sports physiology. Like she was like her whole thing in life was being an expert on being physically fit and in perfect physical condition. And he, she, she was, was an absolute fucking psycho. He would no, psycho. Well, she was wrong. Look, man, hot chicks are a dime a dozen to bang, but finding one that's not going to fucking you know, like, she wasn't going to cut you in the parking lot. She was white. Not, you know, this. No, like I was afraid she was going to take my kidneys. I feel like she had the knowledge to do so, Alexander. Look, here's what happened, right? He said, I like guns. And she said, I'm a member of PETA. And he said, maybe less with the talking. And then they pounded it out for like three hours straight. And then he complained about it. Okay, so what really happened was... For, for years. Years we he complained down the about road, that. And I, and I think I mentioned this story before. Uh, Alex was just like, hey, hot chicks, you want to go fucking party? And they were like, fuck yeah. And then so we get to the bar. And, like, him and her are fucking hitting it off, and they're talking about, like, fucking the moon and the stars and philosophy and what comes next. Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Or do you have any moral obligation? Who decides what's right and wrong? Epistemic responsibility. Google it. Yeah. And so, like, they're hitting it off. And, like, I'm like, so, you like things? And she's like, absolutely fucking not. I'm a terrible human being. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Well, and then so, like, uh, the girl was just like, hey, like, I don't think my friend's having a lot of fun. Like, maybe we should go. And Alex gives me the eyes. You know, like the eyes that you give your boy when they're like dropping the ball. And he's like, motherfucker, like fucking do something. I'm trying to get my fucking dick wet. And I was like, all right, fine. And so um, I, I was like, you know, so like, what do you like to do on the weekend? You know, besides suck the souls of men and just be generally terrible. And she's like, oh, I do this and I do that and I do that. And she's like, well, what do you like to do? I was like, oh, you know, well, I you know, like being outdoors. I like to travel, I like to hunt. And she's like, you hunt? And like, that was kind of like the fucking beginning of the end and like they look over and we have like daggers in our eyes at each other well she's a member of PETA so yeah. you like to kill animals and she likes to kill animals yeah just in different ways yeah how dare you kill the animals that I wanted to kill <laughs> right like you kill them one at a time for food she yeah. kills them mass droves at a time for money and profit yeah and so basically the the That's way that I that I swung that one I was just like hey look you know I was thinking about a lot about what you said and because she was a girl she was like oh really you were thinking about a thing that I said? Yes, because you said it. And as a rational human being, I consider all the options yeah. and all the facets of the thing you said instead of just jumping to a conclusion. Yeah, that's the thing that pisses me off when a girl is like, here's this extremely complex fucking question that's five paragraphs long. And you're like, <gasps> like you hesitate. I'm like, yeah, because I have to decide how the fuck I feel. I just don't like, sh you know, I don't fucking, you know, uh, hip shoot it. You, know? you can't go by feelings. That would get you killed in war. <laughs> And uh, so I'm just like, hey, look, uh, I was thinking about what you said, and I'll make you a deal. If you give me a kiss on the cheek, I won't ever kill an animal ever again. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah, like, scout's honors. It's never a Boy Scout. And so she does. She gives me a kiss on the cheek. And then, like, five seconds later, I was like, well, it just doesn't seem fair. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I owe you a kiss because you gave me one. And she's like, okay, like, that seems fair. And then, like, AJ is, like, talking to this girl. And like, yeah, I'm really thinking about, like, diversifying my 401k. And just, like, the boring shit he talks about. Lies. I don't know anything about handling money. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks over and we're, like, making out, like, super hardcore. 
And yeah, and so like I had to jump on this fucking grenade, like physically attractive, but like emotionally fucking just terrifying. Like most of the women you date. Yeah, because like anytime you put your penis in a woman, you risk several things, one of which being children. Imagine if I had to fucking have this woman in my life for 18 years because of a child that I put inside of her trying to get you laid. Aren't you the one that always tells Sensi that he needs to use condoms? I did use a condom. So why are you worried about kids? Because it says 99.9% effective. That's true. You are part of the 1% right here. Legend. Yeah, it was a half heart. Suboptimal. Like, I'm not even moving. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. That's the problem. You're not that, moving. You, gotta, you like, gotta meet me halfway. Is that how you like try to like jam your penis in vagina? You're I don't. Like, ah, I don't jam it ah, in there. Miss. I don't jam it. I slide it in there. Right. You're like a camp smooth. counselor trying to knock a, a life vest off the top rack with the the canoe oar. Slow, smooth, smooth is fast, <laughs> sir. Right. You get in there slow and smooth. This is the same motherfucker that talked about a running start on the last episode he was on. Let me tell you something, right? <laughs> so I have a friend of mine, and his yeah. name is his name is uh, his name is Todd. Yeah. And Todd, or we're was, way over time, so we're not paying you anymore. So if you want to keep talking, that's on you. I'm about that. So, <laughs> so Todd is the kind of really sweet guy where he reminds you a lot of Fred Rogers, right? Like he's the kind of guy who puts on a nice vest after he takes a suit off to give you the impression that he's there for you. And so when he says anything that relates to the kind of things that most grunts would talk about, it's weird. Right, so we'll have a conversation. We're like, yeah, babies, and you know, throw them into fire. And he's like, uh, uh, "Hey guys, here at the smoke pit, we do not condone throwing babies into fire. We don't. I'm just saying that I've heard that before. Unless they're unborn, and you paid a clinic to do so. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I'm not touching that with no. Anything. Again, just kidding, just kidding. The shock and awe factor. Be that as it may. So Todd and I are in uh, like Baghdad Embassy or something, right? The Baghdad Embassy complex. And we're walking down this path that goes to the to the the cafeteria, the defect. And he looks over at me and he goes, "Hey AJ, you know uh, you know what the best come online to a woman is?" And What's I was that? like, "I was like, here we go. What you got for me, Todd?" And he goes, "Hey, do you like breakfast?" And I was like, "Oh my god, like this is already be terrible." And he goes, "I was like, all right, do do you like breakfast?" And he goes. Because, baby, I'm going to scramble them eggs. And I was like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. Yeah. But not untrue. Not untrue, though. Not untrue. <laughs> yeah, so we um, have neglected to mention uh, Strike Force Energy. You know what? That's true. We talked about Strike Force right before. I asked him if he'd ever drank straight from the packet. Um, which you can do so. Which you can do so. He described the flavor as intense. Yeah, it's concentrated because you're supposed to put it in your beer or your water. Right. I feel like if I just shoot it straight into my neck, right, yeah. via my mouth hole, that uh, gives me that both the, the weird flavor in the back of my head that makes my rage go into full force. So yeah. it, I mean, it, sometimes you just got to take a shot in the mouth. You're just right in there. What you and Sensi do in your free time is none of my business, sir. Um, then why are you holding the camera? <sighs> well, which we still haven't got a cut of the royalties about that. And I see the new car you're driving, by the way. Look, don't hate me <laughs> because I know how the business works. Okay. Did you just Don King us? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're free to make the money that you deserve based yeah. on the market. Free market capitalism makes you means that you get paid what the market can bear for you. What was that one story you wanted to tell about your fucking boy? So. This is both a story that is funny and a TSA, right? Or a PSA, sorry, PSA. Yeah, TSA so, are just the guys that tickle your butthole for no reason. Well, they like to tell me that I look like Chris Kyle, but like yeah. the chubby version that, uh, that uh, what's the name, Bradley Cooper did on, yeah. on the movie. But only when I wear my hat with a flag on it. 
Um, it's only when you're trying to look like Chris Kyle, you look like Chris Kyle. No, it's because of the red. You shave be- your beard. The I, same look, way. I look like a red, like a semi red head, like an eagle face, like the same way that you put on purpose for that. Which is very intense. When I go through security at the airport, I try to not look like anybody, so they won't talk to me. I want okay. to make it. He wears a flannel. He wears a fucking one of those demon hunter patches. I wear this. This is literally what I wear. Like this, I wear. See this little thing. I wear cool for everything I do overseas. <laughs> I'm not giving them a shout out because they'll probably take away my discount. But <laughs> that's kind of a dick move, you know. Hey, thanks for the shout out. Your discount's revoked. In fairness, I did. They accidentally gave me the government purchase. Oh my god, the fucking burp sounds like pastrami. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? If I was burping, the camera would pick it up. <laughs> so they they accidentally gave me the government purchase price instead yeah. of the government uh, employee discount. Okay. And which was 50% as opposed to 25%. I gotcha. And, uh, and they let me order like a ridiculous amount of stuff. And then they caught it and they were like, yeah, we caught it in time, but we're not going to screw you because you bought a lot of stuff. So you can yeah. have it. And I was like, thanks. Didn't order anything for four more years. And Most then you spent I- the money you saved on whores. <laughs> You know, well, you say you save money on whores, but do you really? <laughs> do you really, though? Anyway. So, your boy. So, gentlemen, use your TA money. Your tuition assistance is free money they give you while you're in to go to classes that does not count against your GI Bill or whatever military money you're getting to pay for college after the fact. I, when I was at 29 Palms, I was about to get out. I tapped my TA in order to take a EMT course, right? You tapped that TA, all right. No, oh, I tapped that TA. I was like, let me get that EMT course, baby. Whoop. <laughs> so I went to the EMT course and uh, I was going through it. Part of it was 70 hours of internship, some of it at the ER, some of it with the fire department, and some of it with the local paramedic service that would go out with the, with the ambulance, right? We called it a rig. So at some point, I'm at a bar in 29 Palms. I'm just enjoying myself, hanging out with some of my buddies. I'm not in class. It's like 2300 at night. And I see a bunch of, I'm standing out on the front porch and a bunch of these ambulances and cop cars come up. And I know everybody working the rigs that night. So I was like, let me go see what's going on. Cause I guarantee it's one of my idiots. Like no reason I should have thought that thought, except I understand my idiots fairly well. So I go around the corner and sure as shit, it's one of the RBE guys that remained behind Element that did not go to one of the training events the rest of the company went to. So he had gotten in a bar fight in which he was defending a woman who did not request his assistance against a fight in which she was not involved in. And for his trouble, he got... Wait, wait, wait. So, so like girl was standing there, a fight broke out next to her and he was like, hey, leave that woman alone. No, no, there was no fight. Right. The boyfriend said something to her that was cheeky. Yeah. Right. And to him, to the to the drunk Marine that I had to deal with, yeah. it sounded like an insult against her personal honor. Oh, right? so he was white knighting it. Right. He was trying to white knight his way in there and maybe gain some favor. Yeah. Two things against that though is that he looks like trailer trash and this was an inside joke between the two of them and not a big deal. So he continued to make it a big deal until someone said, uh, a Judy chop with uh, a glass bottle over his face. As what people are wanting to do. As people are want to do when you're being an asshole. So I come around the corner and there's all the EMTs I've worked with and the paramedics I've worked with, all yeah. very professional guys and, and, and girls. And there's this Lance Corporal, whose name I won't say because probably I don't remember because he wasn't that important or special. And he's got a laceration in his head and it's a big gash. He's bleeding into his face. And they're trying to fuck off cut on his forehead. They're trying to help him. Yeah. Right. But he's got his shirt off. So he's naked from the waist up like a dick. Right. He's no, got, he's, he's got the come at me, bro. in full swing. Right. He, yeah. Like he could have had like a backwards 
monster hat on and his name could have been Kyle. Like that's, that's where we were at at this point. Yeah. So he's standing there being a drunk asshole and fighting the cops and fighting the paramedics. And I walk over there and I, I again, forget the names. It's been 15, 16 years or, you know, a hundred bajillion years. Cause I'm ancient. It was actually only like four. You need to start taking some fish oil, man. This was 2012 ish ish. It was early 2012 that this happened. Okay. So this was seven years ago, give or take. And so I walked over there and I was like, Hey, you know, so, Hey Tom, you know, Janet, what's going on with the, what's going on here? What's the, what's the, what's the haps cap. And they were like, Oh, well this individual did such and such. They explained to me the story. And I was like, he doesn't belong to me, but he's in my company. So let me go over there and figure out what the problem is. Cause I outrank him by, you know, yeah, maturity at least. So I walked over there and I said, Hey, you know, Dingus, I said his actual name, but I don't remember it. So I'm gonna say Dingus. So I said, Hey Dingus, what, what in the absolute fuck are you doing right now? Hey, EP Mike. Hey, EP Mike, what are you doing right now? You're ruining my evening and my buzz because I, I saw ambulances come up and I immediately knew psychically that it was some idiot that I was associated with. And by virtue of you being in proximity, you were going to get blamed for. Exactly. And that's, (laughs) that's kind of where the direction this is headed. Yeah. So I go over there and I said, Hey Dingus, what the fuck happened? So he explains the story to me and I say, well, you're an idiot. And maybe if you mind your own fucking business, then you wouldn't have these problems. But be that as it may, let me see what I can do to help you. So I talked to the police and I talked to the paramedics and the EMTs and, you know, I'm giving hand jobs left and right. I'm polite and professional. So yeah. they listen to what I have to say because I'm, I'm drunk, but I'm not so drunk that I can't calmly and rationally say, listen, and say a little, little jerk, jerk, a little tug, tug, little, little nip slips here yeah. and there, you know, cause the ladies too, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. hashtag, you know, feminism. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But we here at the smoke pits support equal opportunity, nipple grabbing. Equal opportunity, everything across the board. Yeah, like right? I like having my ass smacked. Good for the goose, good for the gander. I'm about. No, it's it's like nice. Like you're out at like a, you know, a restaurant waiting in line or a movie or something like that, and your girl just gets like a big handful. Like I like that shit, you know? Yeah, you know, a, a handful. Like don't be too aggressive because, you know. Oh, fuck me up with that shit, fam. I'm all about it. Be no, clingy no. as fuck. I mean, I mean, you, she could be cheeks. I'm fine with that. I'm just yeah. saying be careful with the with the finger slips. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if I can play bongos with my fucking ass cheeks, man. If, if I'm wearing a romper or something and she yeah. just gets underneath that, you know. <laughs> no shit. Instagram tried to sell me rompers the other day for men. And I was like, this is an abomination. And every day we get further from the Lord. <laughs> but see, in fairness, though. Rompers were the style of beachwear that you wore in your youth. <laughs> you heard him, folks. He's speechless. Yes, but in 1920, right, there was a certain sensibility that doesn't exist anymore, right? Get with the times is my point. Instagram is a new, pl- not a new platform. It's a platform about new and evolving technology, not about living in the past. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, make living sure to follow us uh Smoke Pit on Instagram and uh, the Smoke Pit on Facebook. If you're not following us, correct yourself. There we go. Added it it in. So anyway, be that as it may, I go over there and I smoosh things over with the cops and I smoosh things over with the paramedics. Making out with both the cops, both guys and girls. Hey, you know what? Randy and Janice were both very sweet. Dolores, the bartender, she had a little finger action. And and we all all met up afterwards, but be that as it may. Oh, the Waffle House, right? 
Well, they didn't have the Waffle House. They had the no, uh, Denny's. 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 Yeah, it was we did, right we next did door. have a Denny's. Yeah, it was right next door to the Virginian. Which is even better because, you know, you have the option to go in there and point at the menu so you don't have to speak <laughs> English to get the food you want. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's, let's just bring no, it down. No, no. That wasn't to say anything about Denny's employees. That was to say any everything about the inebriation of Denny's <laughs> Patrons, right, and the workers. Like I feel, I like, was unable to speak English, yeah. and therefore I could be like, and they'd be like, "Hey, Roger, that we'll give you that Denny's see, Grand Slam." What I like about Denny's though is I fully expect the staff to be as fucked up as I am, and so like if I'm like drunk gibberish, there I can be like, "I got you, fam." Like I know, I know, I may not understand the words you're saying, but I understand the spirit and the energy, and I know what you're in the mood for. I got to give Denny's employees are pretty good about that. Yeah, right, yeah. I'd be like, "Ha," and they go. <laughs> Sampler platter with extra ranch. I'm like, ha. I'm like, bring it over to me. Like, like, oh, and a side of English muffins. Like I'm like I'm a retarded penguin just be like, ha. They'd be like, ah, herring. Yes, sir. Right on that. Yeah. Be that as it may. So there's my like this like uh, folksy old black guy, you know, and he's just like, I know what you want, son. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. There's a, there's a story. Like my uh, vagger bands. There there's a there's a story behind the folksy old black guy and yeah. the the 80s uh, gay as. Uh, magic thing, but we'll get into that at a later point. I will say, however, yeah. that yeah, I have... We got to wrap it up, AJ. Hey, I'm working on it, all right? <laughs> Let me get there. So I go over there. I schmooze the cops. I schmooze the uh, I schmooze the EMTs. The man hasn't used a condom since the Byzantine Empire. They didn't have condoms back then, they right? They made it out of sheepskin. Two things Papa Bear don't fuck with. Snakes and condoms. <laughs> Be that as it may. So I, I schmooze things over, and they say, listen, we can't just let you have him. But we could transport him to a different location if that's what you want. I said, yes, bring him to the base hospital instead of Desert High Springs. Yeah. Or Desert Hot Springs, rather, which is... like 45 minutes in the other direction. Right, in the opposite direction and a civilian hospital. So I said, yeah, bring him to the base. I'll meet you there. Yeah. So I call my staff sergeant. I say, staff sergeant, uh, you know, such and such got in trouble. Uh, He got in a bar fight. His face got lacerated. He's bleeding everywhere. But I happened to be in the same location. I saw the EMTs pull up, and I know them because of this EMT course that I was authorized to go to that you guys have let me be at for nine nine weeks. So I... uh, you good? I'm perfectly fine. Thank You're you. See, so, trick is he didn't actually go to the EMT course. He just spent most of it in a bender in Palm Springs, like waking up in a dumpster. But then he just bought the T-shirt online. I and, went to, and when you show up to your unit, as long as you have the unit T-shirt, like everybody assumes you graduated the course. I went to EMT course for nine weeks, and let me because it was an accelerated course, right? And I'll yeah. tell you that the instructor spent the majority of her time telling us about stories about when she was an EMT back in the 70s. Yeah. And so 90% of my medical training from that EMT course came from reading the book and writing the entire chapter every time. <laughs> be that as it, thank God I've had some practical experience since then. You know, otherwise I'd be, you know, handing out tampons for bullet wounds like an asshole. Yep. Be that as it may. So I get this guy back to, back to base medical. He's at the Naval Hospital and I'm calling Staff Sergeant. And I said, listen, staff sergeant, I happen to be at this bar, and there also happened to be another Marine at this bar. Go figure there's only three of them in the fucking, in, in 29 Palms that aren't 18 or older bars, which is the ones that you get in the most trouble for, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's not the one I was at because I'm not a schmuck. So I say, listen, this is what happened. And my staff sergeant was a good guy. Like, he was straight up like, I'm going to support my NCO's ability to do their jobs. So the staff sergeant calls the sergeant major because a Marine in the hospital required a sergeant major being made aware of the situation. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Right? So he calls sergeant major and he explains exactly the way that I said it 
to Sergeant Major. And I know that for a fact because he's always done that in the past. I have no reason to believe he didn't do that in this particular instance. Sergeant Major calls me back about 15, 20 minutes later. And I am, by the way, sobering myself up. I went to the bar, got a cup of coffee. Yeah. And getting into an Uber, right, or, or a cab, I think the young people or the old people call it because yeah. I didn't have Uber at the time. So you were just slightly less drunk than you are now. Yes, I was slightly less drunk than I For the two people watching this video, I'd like to point out that this whole bottle of Jameson is empty. I bought that 15 minutes before we started this episode. <laughs> but because I'm a professional, I bought that small bottle instead of the full-size IPA cask, which is what I was going to Stop get. Stop making up words and finish your story. So I, I get in the horse and buggy. <laughs> and I get all the way to the, to the Naval Hospital. And I'm sitting there. I'm talking to the nurses. I'm talking to the staff. I'm, you know, with HIPAA, there's only so many things they can tell me. But I'm keeping a general idea of what's going on so I can report back. I get a phone call from the Sergeant Major. And he is start, just straight off the bat. He's like, I said, good evening, Sergeant Pfeffer. Because I knew this is where this was going. Yeah. Right. I, I got a phone call at 1230 at night that I didn't recognize. It's yeah. probably somebody in the command. Especially if it's like a base area code. Like, Abs- yeah. Like what's for, the area code for 760? Is that 29 Palms? I don't remember, but I know that it was probably like a, a Camp Lejeune number. Cause yeah, you it's get like the, 910, right, you 703 get, for Quantico. Right. You get you get that phone. You get that cell phone when you're a Lance Corporal. And that's yeah. your number until you're a Sergeant Major because you're too unobservant of technology to fix it. Yeah. So <clears throat> I get this number that I don't recognize. It's 1230 at night. And I answered. I was like. Good evening, Sergeant Pfeffer. How am I help you, sir, ma'am? And Sergeant Major, uh, I don't remember his name, doesn't matter anyway. And he's like, Sergeant Pfeffer, why the fuck are you hanging out with Lance Corporals at bars? And my first thought is, why is that the pertinent question? Like, you have a guy in a hospital. Is he okay? Did he hurt a civilian? Yeah, none of this. Is anyone pregnant? It wasn't like, do you have AIDS or did you get like gutted with a knife in a bar fight. No, his first question is why in the absolute fuck is a sergeant hanging out with a Lance corporal? And I said, well, uh, Sergeant major, I wasn't spending time with the Lance corporal. It's just that there aren't a lot of drinking options available in 29 palms. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the three. And it happened to be the one where something happened. And he's like, well, oh, fraternization and blah, 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 blah. And it turned into like listening to someone taking a Marine Corps uh, dictionary and throwing it into a blender and putting it on high puree, right? Just buzzwords were coming out of the phone at, at Mock Muhammad. And I was just like, listen, I kept this guy out of prison. Yeah. I kept him off the blotter. I got him transferred to a military hospital where the records will be kept secure. What exactly more could you possibly have hoped for this for, from this incident? Like, yeah. like I did for what all the situation the, was. I made the best of it, right? Like he does. You yeah. don't even have to report this to the to the chain of command. Like you don't even have to tell them the the colonel about this because it was handled internally. Like he'll go to he'll go back to work with a couple of those like skin strips and some super glue on his face, yeah. and it'll be fine. He's ugly anyway. Nobody will notice. Yeah, right. But. Because the military higher-ups are what they are. It was, you know, a lot of punches to the face, a lot of elbows to the guts. And they were like, oh, you're a piece of shit for hanging out with Lance Corporals. I was like, I was flirting with that Asian chick over there. Like, why am I the one? She was very Asian. In trouble. He's not He's not being racist. She was very Asian. I can, I can attest to that. She had all that Mario stuff on the side of her arm, too. Yeah. Really good tattoos. Just Yeah, she even had, like, video game tattoos. That's how Asian she was. 
On a scale of one to ten, how are the blowjobs? Ten. Ten? You heard it fucking ladies and gentlemen. A fucking ten. Like a hundred percent. I'd say her name mm-hmm. just to give her credit, but she would probably blush because, you know, they do that. Yeah, it's called a kawaii, for those of you who don't know, when like it does like the cutesy Asian blushing with like hearts and stuff. No, she's hardcore. There's nothing cutesy. Well, it's hard to say. No. I wouldn't I wouldn't describe Does her as cute. She looks cute with a dick in her mouth. I'm going to not answer that because I will say of the f- of the few human beings I respect on the planet, she's yeah. one of them. So, I mean, I respect you and I could say you look cute with a dick in your mouth. I mean, uh, I feel that'd be a compliment. It'd be rude if I didn't if it was the truth. But then you'd have to tell stories that uh we have not been authorized to tell. No, actually those will be available for our uh, fans only channel that we're going to be launching here soon. The stories that are too illegal for us to tell over the open airwaves. Premium Snapchat, fellas. Yep. Lots of lots of good content on there. If Belle Daphine can do it, then we can do it. I don't know who that is. She's a girl that turned out to be ridiculously underage that was doing yeah. like premium Snapchats and it was like really premium. How do you know about this? Because I read because when I go on my Bye. phone No I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Because when I do when I when I go on my phone, I swipe I swipe left and it gives me all of these like news. No, but uh, you have that things. fucking like uh spook ultra encrypted fucking VPN uh, fucking special agent phone. Well, yeah, you can't trust normal people or people. <laughs> and that's where you get these news stories. Hey, you know what? If Alex Jones gets to look on the deep web and find out that the water's making the frogs gay, then I get to look <laughs> on the deep web and find Belle Daphine, which is gross. It's just, it's just a, is she 18 now? Let's find out. All right. I don't have EP Mike to look it up, so I'm going to look it up, which means we'll find out quickly instead of in a half an hour. <laughs> so why are you selling that story? Um, I, I kind of have a similar situation. Uh, there was a guy in my old unit. He had bought like a 250cc starter bike, and you know he, he went through a safety course, had all the proper PPE, um, which I think the first P in PPE stands for proper or no protective personal equipment. Anyways, uh, so he's coming around a corner, and some dude was like graveling his driveway, and he let some of it spill on the road. How old is she now? I've got that part yet. Wait, she died? Just... No, she didn't. It was a rumor. Oh, Jesus Christ. She were no better than EP Mike. I <laughs> not only did not give me her age, made me thought she died. I didn't say anything about anything. The first thing you showed me was big, bold black letters that she, said Belle Daphini died. She is a 19-year-old UK-based cosplayer, which means at this time, she is legal. Okay, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Cool, cool, cool. Ah. I can respect it. Anyway, continue saying the thing you were saying, and I'll bring up some videos that only you get to watch, and the rest of you can just Google it like, you know, adults. <laughs> and so this dude was graveling his driveway. He um, he, put, he put a little bit of gravel out on the road on accident. So this guy, you know, a little bit of an experienced driver, he's coming around the corner, hits some of the gravel, puts the bike down, goes off into a ditch. Perfectly okay. Skins up his elbow, fucked up his sleeve a little bit, which is really what he was more upset about. Bike was fine, a couple scuffs, you know, nothing that was uh, structural. So he calls the staff sergeant. He's like, hey, just so you know, like I'm going to go into the hospital because it was like a weekend. It was like Saturday or Sunday. And um, it was Sunday. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to the hospital just to get, you know, like my fucking arm bandaged up. Like I fucked up my tattoo. Like this bullshit. Staff sergeant was like, you're good, though. Like you break anything. He's like, no, no, I'm fine. Like my arm feels okay. Uh, but, I'm, but I am bleeding. I, I got some road rash. I'm going to go get taken care of. It's not that far away. He's like, all right, Roger. So he uh, notifies the safety NCO um, who's it's his job to like write the report and like pass it up to hire because if like the staff sergeant fucking tells them then the safety guy has to do the investigation. Now you have like 
all these different pieces of information come in and like you'd rather just have one fucking doc document that you can read everything from. So he tells the safety guy exactly what happens. For some fucking reason, the safety guy gets his fucking wild hair up his ass where he fucking reports it as this dude was fucking on a Ducati, which is like the top tier fucking motorcycle, super fucking expensive, super powerful, shouldn't have been on it because he just started riding, you know, and that he got fucking T-boned by a Mercedes doing a fucking, uh, uh, fucking 100 miles an hour on the fucking highway and that he was in the fucking ICU in a coma and they didn't know if he was going to make it. I don't know what the fuck possessed this guy to fucking write that report that way. Or... I'll tell you the first fail in that report is that if you get T-boned at 100 miles an hour plus and you're on a motorcycle and the other guy's in a car, you're road pizza. Pink like, mist. There is no ICU. You are road pizza. Yeah. And the thing was, is like, how do you get T-boned on a highway? <laughs> you know? That's a fair point. Yeah. And like, so, it's a one-way direction. Like, going into the tunnel in Norfolk is a one-direction thing. Stop making it so hard. <laughs> and so, um, oh, man, he's he's playing the Belle Dufini videos over here. A fucking... All right, then. Um, I yeah. don't believe she was 19 when she started, which was a bit of the Oh, Jesus Christ, why are you showing me this then? I'm not, not showing you the 19, uh, the 8, the un... I'm showing you the legal stuff. Okay, okay. All right, you've seen the legal stuff. Oh, she got Elvier's on? That's nice. She's a cosplayer. That's her thing. Right on. Uh, Cosplay is hot, dude. She does a thing called, uh, I may be mispronouncing this, but called Asiago, which is, hold on. When it comes up, I'll show you the face. For those of you uh, that are listening, Google it again. But uh, if you watch Hentai at all, you should not have a problem knowing what that face is. Yeah, or you could just um, DM EP Mike at Steadbro um, underscore America because, you know, he's the hentai expert. Yeah, it's basically like they roll their eyes in the back of their head and they stick their tongue as far out as they can. Oh, so you mean like the end of every time I have sex? I mean, I imagine I wasn't there for every time. I was I mean, just there for the hookers and the blow and, the, <laughs> you know. And so... This uh this report gets passed up and he like emails it to like the Sergeant Major's like dot gov email on like a Sunday night or whatever. And so oh that's it? Okay. That's that's like the lame version. You'll get a better one. Honestly, here. I don't like it because yeah, like, there it is. That's a good version right there. But see, like the thing is, is like you always tell the girl to close her eyes when she sticks her tongue out because if you you know fucking yeet it right into her eyeball, she's gonna be less likely to want that in the future. So you say I'm yeet. sorry, I have consideration. First of all, yeet and retreat. Second of all, right, here's the thing. If it's just like, God damn, can I finish the story? You have a different version. Like, all right, so Dan and I have different sexual preferences, right, based on our personalities. Mine are legal and not repulsive to the average moral person. They're not all legal, Chief, but we'll call that for a different episode. Uh, Be that as it may. Everything I've ever done was legal in the place I did it. I'm very <laughs> conscious of the law. That's a very fine distinction. I will say it's like that smoking weed is legal in D.C. It's not legal in fucking wherever else, like Maryland, you know? It's so. not legal in D.C. to smoke it. It's just le- not illegal for you to acquire it. No, it's legal for you to smoke it. I don't. Well, I mean, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get into I Googled it. Did you Google it? Yeah, I did. I, like I said, very paranoid. Well, I mean, I just have a government job for the last 15 years, so yeah. I'm not allowed to use it because... <laughs> Because apparently the federal government frowns upon that sort of thing, which I have no opinion about at all whatsoever. Although, like it said, being legal in D.C. is like the, the headquarters. Okay, I can't, I can't watch that. i got to finish the story. All right, she's got a <laughs> banana in her mouth, so we're going to turn that off now. Uh, be and that so, as it may. So here's the, here's the thing. Yeah. All right, here's the thing. Um, if a woman asks you to do it yeah. and it does not require physical violence, then why not? 
And she says, I want to keep my eyes open while you yeet into my face. Yeah. Right? I'm but not. See, no, that's, that's when it has to change from a yeet to a Kobe. Like, you need accuracy and precision if her eyes are open. Do you, though? You really do. I mean, maybe the, what she wants is Look, the force. This is why I have 4.8 stars on Yelp and you have 3.9. All right? I'm not on Yelp. Devil. <laughs> Devil dog. See, like a 3.9 cafe is like good enough if you're drunk. You're like, ah, it's 3.9. It's not that bad. You know, it's like a respectable hotel, maybe a couple like stingy patrons. I have 19. Oh, wait. I have a thing for this. But first, I'll say yeah. I have 19 pictures or posts on Instagram over the last seven years I've had an Instagram. Yeah. And five of them are from the last two weeks. <laughs> right. But I will say that here's the thing. I feel like, and I'm stealing this from a comedian who I won't name because fuck them. Uh, they're a perfectly good comedian. I'm just being an asshole. Um, I feel like you can't, on Yelp, you can't go lower than two stars, right? Anything lower than two stars, if it's a one-star review, it is not the restaurant or the business's fault. It is you had a person, like, that's on you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I went to this restaurant and my, while I was there, my cat committed suicide. Yeah. Right? Like, that has fuck all to do with the restaurant. But you're like, you see these Yelp reviews. They're one star. Like, mm. I've never been to El Taco. And I'll never go to El Taco. And I was like. Because I saw somebody with this political bumper sticker in the parking lot. So if that's who they support, fuck them. Right? And I'm like, uh, thanks. Keep me appraised. No, but if, like, you, look, if you look AJ, uh, AJ Pfeffer, P-F-E-F-F-E-R, up on Yelp. One of the reviews that is one star is directly related to his old wrinkly balls. And I've been telling him this. you got to moisturize. But be that as it may. I do moisturize. Sar Major gets into work, you know, bright and early Monday morning. Fucking cracks the old knuckles. Uh, inserts the cack. Uh, <laughs> it's not cat card because it's common access card. So it's repetitive. Like ATM machine. No. Right. You can't say what is it? Automated teller machine machine. Yeah. Like that's stupid. So it's, it's either insert your CAC or insert your common access card. Yeah. Or like saying the, uh, the S three shop. Well, S stands for shop. So like it's repetitive, but anyways, inserts the old CAC and you know, email pops up and it's like, do 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 Sir major regret to inform you that uh, sir. And so-and-so was T-boned by a Mercedes doing a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> it is in the ICU in a coma. Well, oh, oh my God. God. And he's like, where's the rest of the information that I need? Like, what is his status? What's the hospital? What's his condition? And so Sergeant major is freaking out. He's like, who does this guy even belong to? And he got a fucking regiment with 5,000 people in it. And he, because uh, this was the the regimental level sergeant major who got this email, because we didn't, because um, we didn't have a battalion level sergeant major, we we're broken into like different companies, but uh, so he's like freaking out trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, and old fucking sergeant so and so comes fucking diddy bopping into work, and first sergeant was like. The fuck is this? The fuck is that? The, the fuck, fuck are you? you? <laughs> it's like, you're not in the hospital in a coma? He's like, um, no. He's like, you didn't get T-boned by a Mercedes doing 100 miles an hour on your Ducati? No. And it's just like, well, what the fuck happened? He's like, I put my bike down. I scuffed up my sleeve a little bit. It's bullshit. I got to get it re-fucking done once it heals. And so it's just like, and then at that point, they're like, bring me the safety and CO. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Like fucking the Imperial March starts playing. Like first sergeant just power walks into his office and slams the door. And so like that's like it's like one of those things where like when you get that phone call and you hear that fucking like deep bassy voice came over like hey fuckhead like your body just locks while you're on the phone like you better be at parade rest while I'm chewing your ass on the phone bitch. <laughs> <sighs> so um, before you're. Your lily livered 
intolerance of alcohol uh, causes you to pass out and spray alcohol all over the mic again. Is there anything else you'd like to say? How many Coors Lights have you had in the last hour? Well, because I'm a professional and it's a tall boy. I'm a professional and it's also a tall boy. No, you're a drunken asshole with wrinkly old balls. I'm a drunk (laughs) and I'm an asshole and I have smooth old balls. (laughs) None of those things are related to each other, however. I feel like I, I feel like I have done him a misjustice. Like it's not that they're not visually appealing. It's like a patina paint color where you could tell it's from a different time. Artificially, what was they call it? When you buy furniture and it's distressed, yeah. what they really mean is they painted it white with some cracks in it and they sandpapered it. That's it. Yeah. So his balls are distressed. All right. One thing. One thing I do want to point out. Yes. Right? And this is 100 percent serious. I'll give this for a moment. One, I was not kidding when I was saying earlier that. Look into tuition's assistance or tuition assistance, right? Yes. Everybody in every service use tuition assistance. When I was in, it was like $4,500 a year to take classes. There's no reason to not use free money, right? Secondly, um, I would like to bring up that the Zadroga Act, which is the 9-11 first responders bill, just got funded. It took 18 years to get the funding it needed and it required a liberal comedian telling Congress that they were an embarrassment to get it done. Now I say liberal comedian. When I say the word liberal, I don't mean it as an insult. John Stewart, uh, formerly of the daily show went in front of Congress. I think it was Congress. I'm not really sure. I didn't do the research, Yeah, but he went in front of Congress and he said, you people are an embarrassment and you're robbing these people of the only commodity they have the commodity they have, which is time. And after about a six minute talk, Everyone in the room voted unanimously to pass. The reason it took 18 years for them to do that is because they had to get shamed by Jon Stewart over and over and over and over again. So big ups to Jon Stewart. Big ups to Jon Stewart. He was hilarious in The Daily Show. He's been hilarious every time I've seen him. And the fact that he quit a job where he was just absolutely crushing it to spend 100% of his time running around Congress harassing people to get 9-11 first responders taken care of is absolutely legend, right? Absolute legend. And good on him. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So um, if I ever get a chance to meet Jon Stewart, I would shake that man's hand in a heartbeat. I don't care how liberal he is. So I was actually um, in Manhattan this morning. <laughs> I just flew in actually. <laughs> and I was humble brag. I, it's it's, it's the, a good humble brag though. No, see the thing that pisses me off though is like sometimes I feel like I can't talk about my accomplishments because people get butthurt because they're not doing anything with their lives. So if you get insecure because someone else is doing something good, then figure your own shit out. Yeah, but know? that's different though. Like the the thing is, it no, and this is in defense of you. Yeah, is that a lot of people are like, oh, I'm so jealous that I can't go. It's Manhattan. I mean, sure, Manhattan's expensive, but. North Jersey is cheap because it's Jersey, which is garbage, right? Just take a shuttle into the city, right? Yeah. Like we don't spend a lot. I'd like to, I'm sorry. I know this is an aside. When, when Dan and I take trips and we take a trip, try to take a trip at least once a year or at least twice a year, if we can manage it, we don't spend a lot of money. Like we went just to, we went to Australia. We spent maybe a grand a piece and yeah. 750 of that was the the plane ticket and Airbnb. Yeah. The rest of it was booze. Right? So, if you're telling me that you can't travel and that you're super jealous, it's because 
you can't not go to the bar a couple weeks out of the month and save the money and then say, well, I'm going to take a couple days and go to wherever. Now, see, like, I understand if, like, you have, like, kids and, like, things are tight. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's all about setting a goal and figure out what you want. Because, like, to me, like, if being loved by people was a goal of mine, then I'd probably spend more time, like, here. But nobody loves me, so I spend the majority of my time seeking that affirmation from strangers on the Internet. See, and that's absolute crap because I yeah. love you, right? You Like, yeah. like I have actual brothers that I haven't <laughs> spoken to in a decade yeah because they're garbage well they're not they're not garbage and they don't do that thing you like the the one the one legitimate full speed brother that i have like 100 percent is garbage kind of blazed right over that hurt my, my feelings my two I'm, I'm gonna wrap around back to that i needed eye drops for six weeks Alexander. my my stepbrothers are they're fine right i got no problem with them but they're stepbrothers yeah. and they were teenagers they were late teens before i even met them so i understand they have their own lives my brother my stepbrother jeffrey though is a hoot like he is insane <laughs> And he's the only one I really out of that step family that I relate to because we're both black sheep. Yeah. But be that as it may, like I will say that of the five people on this planet that I give two shits about, you're one of them. I appreciate that. Which is like you're you're pretty high on the list. You're within the top four. I appreciate right? that. So Yeah, but like so and again, if if you have responsibilities, like good on you for being a man and like taking care of your shit. But you know, I I sign up for like Scotch Cheap's flights or next vacay and like like he was saying, like the cheap to, the flight to Australia was like super inexpensive for what it was. Ridiculous cheap. Go yeah. on Google Flights, put the flight in that you want, and hit the hit the price tracker. It'll tell you when the flight gets cheaper. Yeah, and so it's and it's kind of a twofold thing. Like if you feel like you're not making enough money to satisfy the things that you want to do in life, then you know start taking the steps. It's not going to be an overnight thing. Whether it's education, mental health, fitness, whatever the case may be, you're not going to accomplish your goals overnight. But if you start planting seeds now, gentlemen, I promise you that eventually you'll be able to harvest. It's just a matter of time of being patient, dedicated, and allowing yourself to grow into the person that you want to be. I hundred percent agree. And I got I got out of the Marine Corps, perfect, you know. I got out of the Marine Corps with no money yeah. because you get paid Marine Corps money. I got paid no, out, out of the Marine Corps with no money. And in a state of physical fitness, one would expect out of a sergeant who'd gotten blown up, shot, stabbed, and kicked off a building a few dozen times. Wow, you sound really bad at war. No, like, no, I was really good at war because I, I got blown up a couple times, but I most certainly didn't get kicked off a building, shot, stabbed. Like I got kicked off a building and then climbed back up a set of scaffolding and uh -huh. shot that bitch with an M249 saw. So mm -hmm. I think I did okay. I mean, if you hadn't got kicked off the building, like... Well, if gear didn't weigh so much, I wouldn't have been yeeting myself from a second can you, can you do the falling voice that you do so well? Ah! <laughs> that was you getting kicked off a building because you're a boot. I didn't make any sound at all because I'm a man. <laughs> That's a lie. I actually made quite the screech. It sounded like... It's not like somebody squeezing a cat that was a chew toy for the first time. It's like when you put aftershave on your freshly fucking smooth Shorn balls. testicles, yeah. yes. Like the Home so, Alone screen? Yes, ah! exactly that, but like worse because it's down here instead of up here. Yeah. So like, did he kick you in the nuts, the chest? Like, was he wearing a man dress? Did he have to like hike it up first to get his leg that high? I got I got booted in like right below the left knee. Yeah. Which did not do good things for my left wait, knee. Wait, wait, wait. Below the left knee. You got shin kicked off of a building? When you're climbing on top of it from scaffolding yeah. and you stand up and you're wearing 80 bajillion pounds of Marine Corps bullshit, including a saw and a 1,200 rounds in your pack, including the fucking... So some goat fucker that weighs 70 pounds soaking wet in a man dress 
with fucking sandals. Shin kicked you so hard you fell off a building. He shin kicked me when I was half on the building, half off the building. Jesus Christ. And do you know how I fixed that problem? How's that? 36 rounds to the back of his dome as he ran away from me like a bitch. 36 rounds seems a bit excessive. It's a saw, man. It's not made to go butt a butt a jam. It's made to go... Because uh, through you know multiple shooting competitions and the affirmation of our previous company commander, I'm a, I was a better saw gunner than you. And I don't think I could false key, keyhole 36 rounds in the back of the head of a guy running away. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. All right, so what we need to do is go out to Vegas, find one of those ranges that um, has, like... Score consecutive 50s on the DOD T&E qual. Yeah, just let me get a job in a DOD so I can go through... You don't need to get a job. I'll take you out. I'll print out a fucking... You have the ability to do that, and we haven't done it yet? Yes. Jesus Christ. No wonder you get shin kicked off of buildings. Anyway, let me go back to the original thing I was trying to say, which was affirmation for our listeners. Yeah. Right? So I got out of the Marine Corps. I had zero monies. Right, not one doll hair. No, that I like straight spare. up, like our cross country road trip. I paid for all the salutes and he, beers. He really did pay for all the salutes <laughs> and beers, which is why he got we, me back. Yeah. I got him back when we went to, when we went to, on the UK Freedom Tour 2014. What 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 what? I paid for that. Wah, 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 wah. I paid for the I paid for that. Uh, it was a retribution, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I will say that I hard work, man. Hard work, dedication. And a singular focus put me on the path to mm-hmm. physical fitness and getting a job where I get paid and getting a job where I got to travel and got to see new things, got to do new stuff. I enhanced my skills and abilities, right? The Marine Corps taught me a lot. The job I got after the fact taught me even more. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. So it's it's all about pushing yourself forward, right? You get out of the military, you don't know where to go. You're lost. You're trying to look around different places and say, what do I do with myself? Push forward. If you want to rescue cats, rescue cats. If you want to have a job doing like a like hiking for veterans, do hiking for veterans. Yeah. If you want a job where you go to Syria with Blackwater or whatever crazy stupid thing you want to do. You know better. They're not named Blackwater anymore. Yeah, it was Blackwater and then it was Z-Corps then it was a cat or yeah. whatever the hell it was. If you want to go to Venezuela and help out, do what you feel like your paycheck can afford. Yeah, and I just feel that. What's important to me is coming from a position where I was homeless. Teachers told me I was never going to succeed. Um, I really didn't have a lot of options. And then, you know, through a lot of hard work and a lot out of tribulation, I finally get to the point where I can be happy. And I'm not the most successful man I, by any means. But what I can say is that for the life that I'm living, I am the happiest I can be. And that is a direct reflection of the small adjustments you make in order to steer yourself towards those calm seas. Not everybody's going to be Elon Musk. Not everybody's going to be George Soros or the Koch brothers. Not everybody's going to even be George Costanza. All right. Right. He had a hot girlfriend and a good paying job and funny friends. Right. (laughs) You're you're not always going to have all that. But what you got to do is find, get where, get, always get to higher ground. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because... Amateurs practice until they get it right. Professionals practice until they can't get it wrong, right? You should always be seeking more. And if you're not happy with where you are, all that means is you're just at a checkpoint, my friend. Pick this rock sack back up and continue to march. Bye. Peace. Peace.